know that we have printouts from last week for those of you who weren't able to make it. The teachings are on. Sure that right is so fun. Breaks in between our six weeks because it kind of made it lengthy and we got into school and all of that. But I'm glad we actually knocked one out this, this year for our Faith Sisters. Amen? So I'm going to be talking to you tonight, and I'm going to do some drawing on the board to help give you uh, a little bit of revelation and insight to, um, I want to talk to you about uh, supernatural power of God and uh, how that comes in our life and how it flows out of our life, okay? So I'm going to do uh, some examples for you on, on the board, but um, when you are a non-believer and you don't have Jesus in your heart and people that you know that don't know the Lord yet, um, we have the Holy Spirit here on earth, and the Holy Spirit is the one that draws us to the Lord, right? So whenever you're believing for somebody to get born again, your prayer is that Holy Spirit draw them by your spirit, because it's that outward drawing of the Holy Spirit that allows the unbeliever's heart to be drawn to the Father, amen? And so we know that that's true. Uh, we find that in Acts chapter 19, verse Two, right? We become uh, believers. God's spirit of power works in us and draws us to himself. So what I want you to see tonight, I'm going to show you that when we respond to this personal invitation of Jesus, right? When we say yes to the Lord, God's spirit or his power comes on the inside of us and dwells in us. And I'm going to show you a visual in just a minute. This is the time where he unites our spirit with his and gives us a brand new heart. So let me show you... Um, our lives, and the Holy Spirit. And we're just going to do a little diagram here and hopefully enough room for me to uh, do it accurately, okay? So we've got our body, our soul, and our spirit. And we talked about this a lot in our church, but I just want to give you a nice visual, okay? What do you think about my artwork, artwork here? Not too bad, right? Okay, so this is symbolic of the body, the soul, the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to put the body here, which is our earth suit, right? Um, this thing on the outside, I call it the earth suit. Then we've got our soul, which we know is our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? And then we've got um, inside of this circle is um, when you don't have Jesus in your life, when you haven't accepted, you still got this invitation, but you haven't come to Christ yet. We've got this hole on the inside of us. We were created to have relationship with God. Without that relationship, there's a void, right? And with that void, what the world tries to do to fill the void is fill it with things that will make them happy. And whatever that is, it could be the study of other religions. It could be finances. It could be going from relationships. A lot of people fill it with success. I think today in the world, we fill it with popularity and how many likes we get in social media. We're looking for something to satisfy us on the inside of here, right? But the only thing that can satisfy us is how we were created, and that is the Spirit of God. Amen? So when you get born again, you are indwelled, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. He comes and lives on the inside of you. This is the born-again experience. What other things we may call this is being born again, right? Um, and what happens is God puts in you a new spirit, right? He takes his spirit that is perfect, and he puts that on the inside of you and gives you a brand new spirit. This is where God unites us as a body and soul, unites our spirit with his spirit, and we come together in agreement. Now, remember, we're talking about the supernatural and how to flow in that supernatural. So this can be considered the um, 
born-again experience, you've heard about it, or the new birth, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, because now I have the Holy Spirit living in me, right? And then what does God do? He now comes in, and I'll do another little color here. He comes into, we say, have you received Jesus into your heart, right? He now comes into our heart, which now gives us eternal life with Christ Jesus. So this is a born-again experience, is that infilling, it's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and there are different types of experiences with the Holy Spirit that you have to have a revelation of. And so when you have this eternal life in Christ, now I'm born again, God, God implants, say implants, he implants into me because now I have his spirit. He gives me his love. He gives me his wisdom. And he gives me his power. And that comes from the Holy Spirit, right? And what is that? That is now when we say we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? You now are the one that houses the Holy Spirit. And that's why we can't get wrapped up in the four walls of the church. Now, is the church a holy place? Yes. But when Jesus came in the New Testament, he put the Holy Spirit in us. Now, we are the temples of the Holy Ghost. So when God is talking about cleansing the temple, what does he want us to cleanse? Us. And I'm going to show you how that happens in just a minute, okay? So there's an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then it becomes now the Spirit comes in us, right? This is what this is. This is the indwelling. And the Spirit, I guess I'll put it, yeah, I guess I'll put it here. Spirit comes in us. He is living on the inside of us, right? Okay, let me keep going here. Now, what happens next is because you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you're full of the Holy Spirit, he's changing your life, he's implanted his power in you, then what happens next is you have what's called the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And that is where the Holy Spirit flows out of your spirit through your heart and comes outside of you. That is now the indwelling of the Holy Holy Spirit, right? Or excuse me, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. This is now God's, God's power coming out of you, not staying in you. This is the supernatural flow of the miracles of God in your life, right? It's where, this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit also. This is the baptism. So let me explain this to you. When you have Jesus, he fills the whole. You are full of the Spirit, okay? You'll live here on earth, and you'll have the Holy Spirit in you. You will go to heaven because you have the Holy Spirit living in you. But God has called you to have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, which is that baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's where the Holy Spirit dwells in you, and now he, he flows out of me, right? So it's like taking a glass of water that is full, that's being saved, that's filled with the Spirit. I'm saved. But when you have that empowerment of the Spirit, that baptism, what happens now? The empowerment, the take a pitcher of water and pour it in a glass of water. What happens to that full glass of water that's being poured into? It overflows. 
That's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, right? So when you have Jesus in you, he's called you to go further than just let him come in you. He wants to work through you. And so when you are empowered, what happens? Healings take place, right? When you know you're empowered, God's power, there's healings. There's deliverances. Amen? There's miracles. What's happening? Signs, wonders, and miracles flow out of the believer. That's the flow of the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 3.5 says this, okay? Talking about the believer, they have a form of godliness. They have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. So when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, the indwelling and the empowerment should happen at the same time. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you should be empowered immediately to have signs, wonders, and miracles, empowered immediately to um, lead people to Jesus Christ. But what happens in American culture today, because if you study scripture, they were saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and signs and wonders followed them. But what happens is in the American church, We aren't teaching this, that they are filled and they are empowered. Or a believer may never realize or ask to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. So they'll live with this this amazing anointing of God in them, but never move in the flow of God because they don't understand the empowerment of God that works through their lives, amen? So they should happen at the same time. And sometimes people, it will happen. And then sometimes it'll take one or two years or maybe some will just go to heaven and never walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, which is unfortunate, isn't it? Because our our makeup, who we really are, is not how I feel or my body, but it's the Spirit living in me. So when you are doing things according to the spirit, it's really your DNA. So why does it make me happy? Because it's the core of who I am. Why does leading somebody to Jesus give you this adrenaline push? Because it's really who I am. It's God living in the believer, amen? But why are so many believers unhappy? Because they're denying the power of the Holy Spirit that really lives in their life. And not only for others, but for themselves, right? You have a power of God, and I'm hoping you'll catch this revelation as I share tonight, that there is this power living in you with so much victory, so much authority, that in any area of your life, you can have total freedom in. In any area of your life, you can have total victory. It may not be immediately, but it's happening in the spiritual realm when you know who you are, right? Okay, so does this make sense to everybody so far? So this is God's power working through your life, amen? All right, then what happens is the next step is to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. And this is an important part for the believer, and it's different than the empowerment of the Spirit because that's the Spirit working through you. Now, to be refilled with the Holy Spirit now becomes our responsibility, right? It's my choice to stay cleansed and sanctified by the Lord. It's my choice to stay on fire for God because what's going to happen? Things are going to happen in my soulish realm. Things are going to steal our joy. Things are going to, maybe our physical body is being attacked. Maybe we're in a lot of stress and we're tired and going through a lot of things. What happens when you're feeding this, this begins to get dried up. Or you're pulling, pouring out of your soulish realm all the time. I know as a pastor, we're giving and giving and giving. And if I'm not mindful to keep refilling myself with the Holy Spirit, my body will begin to suffer. Stress will begin to happen. You'll start worrying about your children. 
You'll start worrying about the bills, right, the economy. Your soul will be affected, and all of a sudden, where, where the empowerment once was flowing through you gets dried up because it's our responsibility to refill ourselves. So what I want you to understand that this process of refilling is the transformation process, okay? Transformation. What does that mean? If you can see, when my spirit comes in me, God's grace comes through me, right, by his spirit, and what is it going through? My soul. So that comes automatically. But when you are refilling yourself with the Holy Spirit, with the word, with time with God, what is he working on? He's transforming my soul. This is the process of our relationship with Jesus that changes um, the ways that we get angry about, things that we're frustrated about, sinful nature that happens in our life. Well, Jesus loves me just the way I am. Yes, you have a spirit. And you'll go, you'll go to heaven unaffected for the kingdom or for yourself and never be transformed by the Holy Spirit. And this is our walk with Jesus Christ. It's that process that God begins to work through us, amen? It's called the, uh, it's called the, uh, the, the first one over here I forgot to tell you, um, being born again is justification. Justification means this, just as if you never sinned. So when you get born again, this is just as if you never sinned, right? Justification. When you are in Christ, now you become sanctification, sanctified, which means what? Set apart as holy. This sanctification process, when the Holy Spirit's working through your life, changes who you are. And have you ever looked at pictures that before Christ and then after Christ? And you can be going through old photos and go, man, that was before Jesus. Because something changed, actually, in the way that you look. Something changed in your countenance. You can meet someone without Jesus who is bound by the devil or circumstances and see it in their eyes because their body has not been transformed by the process of sanctification. And you can meet believers who love God and they're going to go to heaven, but they've never been transformed and they're still struggling. They're still oppressed. They're still depressed, right? Why? Because we're not allowing the transformation of the Holy Spirit which is my responsibility as the believer. God's already done the work to empower me. Now it's my job to let him sanctify me. Amen? Set me apart as holy. And that's kind of a challenging part because not a lot of believers will allow the sanctification process. God loves me just the way I am. Yes, he does. But he's also empowered you to not be that same way. Change your behaviors, amen? Change our thought life. How many is not the same when they came to Jesus just a few years ago or whatever? Or even just coming to Faith Builders, you found this newfound kind of, right? And it's continually. I've been walking with Jesus 30 years, and he's still sanctifying me. He's still breaking patterns. And, and when something happens to my soul, and let's say somebody, um, somebody rejects you, somebody uh, false accuses you, you love Jesus, right? But when you're being refilled with the Spirit, and you're walking in love according to the Word, you're continually to forgive, that doesn't affect me. Why? Because I've allowed the empowerment of the Spirit to keep changing me, keep causing me to walk in love. Amen? So then what happens? This now, see if I need another color, I don't know. Now this becomes a faith choice. So when you have the um, sanctification process, spelt choice wrong, this part right here, allowing that refilling is now my faith choice. That means I choose to walk by faith, not by what I see. 
but by the Holy Spirit. Amen? So then what happens? Now I've got the Holy Spirit coming through me. I'm allowing him to change me. He takes over my soul, and now I have God's, it's getting all messy, God's life flowing through me now, right? Because why? I'm allowing the process. Now God owns my thoughts. God owns my emotions. God owns my fears. God owns my failures. Why? Because I'm allowing him to refill me with his presence every day. It's not enough to be filled with once. We should be praying in the Holy Spirit every day. We should be inviting the Holy Spirit in every day. Amen. Letting the water of the word. The Bible says the word is the water. So when you read the word, it's washing everything out of that soul. Amen. It's washing all that unforgiveness out of that soul. It's washing all the rejection from past relationships, whether it's abuse or whatever it is. God's washing it. And now I'm living the God life of empowerment. And what happens to a person who's walking in the God life? One more, one more marker. <laughs> you will have fruit. Fruit, fruit, fruit of what? Healings, miracles, signs, wonders. Amen deliverances, the freedom of Christ in your life. We cannot stop at salvation. Can you see how important it is? Do you see why the world and movies and cartoons mock the Holy Spirit? They don't mock many other faiths. Maybe, maybe Catholicism gets hit a little bit. I've seen that. But mostly it's the Christian faith. Why? Because it's our creation. They're mocking God. So when they, when they mock you, they're not mocking you. They're mocking me. So the world is mocking the creator, amen, the spirit of God in your life. Why? To stop God's life from flowing through you from the fruit of God to change people's lives forever. See how everything is the circle of changing people's lives. Who needs hope? The world needs hope. I don't. I got the spirit. Who needs joy? I don't. I got the spirit. Right? Who needs deliverances? I don't because I got the spirit. This is to eventually give it all away. And that's why it's so important we want to launch these uh, winning the loss, the street evangelism. Why? Because why stop? Get filled with the spirit and give that power away. You don't have time to slow enough to worry about what you're going through. Amen? You don't have time to worry about getting caught up in all the things of the world. Now I'm going to keep giving God's love away. I'm going to keep having fruit, fulfilling my purpose. And the Bible says, pray one for another that you may be healed. So that means whatever I need in my life, if I'm giving it away, God's going to give it back to me. But what we've been preaching is the church is like, give me this, though. Give me healing. Well, you already have it. But wait, give me a good word, Pastor Barb. Well, you actually already have it. See what I'm saying? Lay hands on me. We will. But guess what? You have the power already living in you. Amen. Can you see how the church has got it backwards? We're just bringing you all back in and shutting it all up in here. <laughs> And we're not giving life away where God has called us. Amen? The spirit of God, the spirit, of, right, of Christ's resurrection power that only renews our mind, trans, not only renews our mind, transforms our lives, but an, uh, enables us to walk by the Holy Spirit. Let me give an example in the word of all of this working together. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. See, when you, and we're going to talk about power tonight, four different kinds of power that God gave us in the word. But that power, when you pray for people, comes from God. You're the vessel 
God working through you. That's why it doesn't matter how you feel. I talked a lot about that. It doesn't matter what you feel or how you see yourself or you think. It's the Holy Spirit working through me as a willing vessel for his miracles to be performed. And we'll talk a lot about that in just a minute. All right? We are troubled on every side. How can I be troubled on every side but not distressed? How did Paul say this scripture? I'm troubled everywhere, but I'm good because I've been refilled with the Holy Spirit, right? I'm perplexed. I don't understand what's going on in my life. I'm troubled about many things. I'm worried, but I'm not in despair like the world. I'm not wringing my hands. I'm not losing my sleep at night. Why? Because I got the Holy Spirit flowing through my life. Amen? We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. Cast down and not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? That resurrection power. So that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. Amen? Amen? Any questions on this part before I go any further? Any pictures that you want to take? Because I've seen your cameras going. You'll have to make revelation sense of it later. This is my chicken scratch. Okay, so I'm going to get rid of this. Does that help you guys understand the Holy Spirit working through your lives? Okay. I will post these um, illustrations on Facebook, okay? And that way you guys can have pretty drawings of them. All right, so what I want to do is I was putting tonight's final lesson together. Of course, I always over-prepare. And uh, the area the Lord stuck me on was these four things. And we're going to close with this. But I want to teach you about the kind of power that is in the Word of God. And I found four. I think that's it. These are the four that I found as I've studied over time and then for this lesson But when we are totally given over to the Lord like we studied, God has given you all power, okay? All power he's given to you. We find that in Matthew 28, 18. Let me just, um, so the same power that is in Christ is the same power, and you guys know this, that works in you as the believer. So Matthew 28, 18, and you can go later for your own study, says this. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing the name in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, right? God has given us power on earth. He's given power over all flesh, right? He's given us all authority according to his word. So I'm going to share with you four powers that are in the word of God. The first one, which many of us have heard, is dunamis. Dunamis power is um, like the word dynamite, right? We're all familiar with dynamite. And you'll have to take notes from here on. But dunamis is a, a dynamite power. It is a tangible, demonstrative power. If you were to take a dynamite, put it under a mountain and light it, what's going to happen? You may not see the dynamite, but you're going to see the demonstration of what happened because of that dynamite, okay? That dunamis power throughout the whole word lives in you. That's the Holy Spirit. You have a dynamite power that is calling for demonstration. It's in you, right? It's a strong power. It's an inherent ability that God gave you by the Holy Spirit, 
okay? It's a dynamite power. It makes you capable of something in your life, right? Dunamis power can be felt spiritually and it can be felt physically. We can be praying for someone and I can physically feel the dunamis power of God. I was praying for someone last night and I felt the dunamis. It's that ability God gave me. It's an empowerment that says, you got the power, step out by faith. Okay? It's inside of you. And that dunamis power is looking, when it's, when it's pulled on, has a demonstration. So the demonstration that happened last night was a deliverance. Demonstration happened last night with somebody's ears opened up. So demonstrations are blinded eyes opening up, right? Demons being cast out of people. That's that what we saw all over here. When you allow the spirit, it's a dunamis power on the inside of you. It's not by might, right? It's the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you called dunamis. It's a potential. If you're taking notes. It's the potential of miracles. Let me just write that down. This has potential. Potential is not something that is being activated, but it's in you. But you have to tap into it by, remember, it's faith. Moving by faith is dunamis power, right? Capable of doing something. 1 Corinthians 2, let me go there really quick. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5. It says this. And my speech, this is Paul talking, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. In other words, he's saying, I don't talk the best. I don't sound like the most educated person like Jesus did, but I've never been called that. He's saying, I'm not here to try to impress you with my words, but what I can do is what? I can give you demonstrations of the spirit and of power. See, we've got to get out of this, and that word power is dunamis. We've got to get out of this mentality that we have to say everything right. It's not about how articulate you are with your words. It's not how many words you know. It's calling on this power in me that God gave me by his spirit. He's not a respecter of persons. So if God calls me to cast a demon out of someone, I can do it because I've got this dynamite power potential living in me. But I'll never know how to activate it unless I reach out by faith and pray for someone. Well, why doesn't God do anything miracles for me? How many people have you said, can I pray for you? That's why you don't know, right? Because we're not stepping out by faith using the potential that God gave us. He said, I'm not looking for you. My power is not about how great you are. It's about the demonstrations. It's about seeing people touch, seeing people delivered, seeing blind eyes open. Amen. We prayed for a deaf man last night. We prayed for, um, we prayed for scoliosis in the spine. We prayed for deliverance. We prayed for um, Acid reflux, which I found out today, he had none all day. Prayed for headaches, found out he had no headaches today. This is the dunamis potential in you. But the demonstration is the power of God. The dunamis is the potential. Does that help you understand that? Okay. And I'll explain a little bit more as we go. Let me go over to Acts chapter 13. Let me read verse 5 when we just read of Corinthians 4. Let me read verse 5 because I forgot it. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the dunamis power of God. My faith is not in man, 
My faith is in God put this power in me and I'm going to trust that power and I'm going to step out by faith. Amen? All right, so let's go over to um, Acts 13. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts 13. And we're going to do, let's see. I guess... I want to see if I want to, okay, X13, I guess. Oh, no wonder it didn't look right. It's the wrong, wrong book of the Bible. That can make all the difference in the world, huh? <laughs> X13, verses 4 through 12. Okay, here we go. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, this was the apostles or disciples, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now, when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, who's a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, and who was the proconsul, Sergius Pallas, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear a word from the Lord. But Elamas, the sorcerer, for his name is translated, withstood them. So what happened? This sorcerer came. This sorcerer, and we talked about this over the last few weeks knew things that other people didn't know. Remember, we talked about the witchcraft spirit, that the devil can say truthful things, but through the devil, not through the power of God. And that's what was happening with this sorcerer. They were telling true things about their life, right? He was actually making money for other people and making them wealthy. They followed him around everywhere. Well, this sorcerer rose up to try to stop the work of God, right? So then what happened? Seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith, right? This evil spirit tried to take away the faith of God. Verse 9, then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O oh, full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. Now, Paul, even in all his insecurities and weakness and saying, I don't talk real well, I don't maybe have the best reputation, but I'm going to pull on the dunamis that God gave me, and I'm going to use that authority, and I'm going to curse that spirit to have blindness because it's tormenting the work of God. See, whenever there's an opposition against you, and whatever it is, your resistance of promotion or fear or whatever it is in your marriage is like this roadblock. Stand up in the authority of Christ like he did, right? He said, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind for a certain amount of time. That takes a lot of bold faith, amen? I know there's been time as a single one, you know, if I'm out walking and um, <clears throat> maybe I don't feel like I'm in a safe situation, I literally, not that this is all wise, because you, you should use wisdom if you're out and about, right? But if I find myself in a situation, I literally know that name of Jesus is coming out of my mouth. If anything comes against me or approaches me and any fear comes, I know the dunamis in me. And I know that when I say that name of Jesus, an angel's going to pop up. I don't know what's going to happen. But something's going to cause my enemy to turn in fear. And I have that revelation, not because I'm perfect, but there's somebody greater in me than he that lives in the world. 
That's the authority that we have. So if your children are being acting up, bind the spirit, amen? Take the dunamis power God gave you, the Holy Spirit, and speak to that thing and tell that tormenting thing to leave your marriage, leave your house, leave your finances, whatever it is, amen? And know that it's God in you. I know God's a lot bigger than I am, amen? And he's a weapon to be dealt with, amen? Now, and I should use wisdom, but again, I know that power. Pastor Gloria is terrified of dogs. And so she went over to her sister-in-law's house, and she said she had a doman pincher. She said, please make sure your dog's put up, because I do not want this dog coming near me. She's like, no, no, I put her in a room. You're fine. So my mom was sitting on a couch, and there was a hallway to the bedrooms. There was one bedroom door right there. And all of a sudden, a little kid went in there. You know, kids open the door, and out comes this doman pincher running at my mom. And my mom stuck her finger out. She said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That dog literally started, started whimpering, like crying, and went and hid under the bed. Now, that sounds crazy, but that's authority. That is authority. When anything fear comes against you, she says, I know that dog must have seen an angel. See, we've got to practice this authority God gave us. I know my old pastors who moved in a lot of uh, miracles in their life, they said we used to buy and sell cars. They were really poor before they went into ministry. And they said we used to buy these old junkers and then, you know, fix them up. And they said we'd lay hands on it and pray for that car to run in Jesus' name because it was their livelihood. And they literally saw cars begin to work for them and, and have the wisdom on how to fix that. So we practice on cars, Hallelujah. <laughs> now, that's where their faith was. But listen, we have a supernatural power, amen? And there's a supernatural world. And God wants us to activate that power on the inside of us, amen? Okay, so what happened? He said, you be blind, and immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he ran around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. He immediately went blind. The dunamis power of God in Paul, he activated, and there was a demonstration, we're looking for the demonstration. Word, how's that going to happen? No, activate the dunamis. Let the dunamis have the demonstration. Okay, does that help some of us? And then the proconsul believed when he saw that what has been done, being astonished at the teachings of the Lord. And then what happened? I don't want to read the rest of it. They, this person stopped making money for them, and they were really angry at Paul for doing that and John for, for making this healing come to pass. So we need the dunamis power. We have the dunamis power of God, amen? Every one of us has that Holy Spirit living in us. All right, the second power that we're going to talk about tonight is kratos, K-R-A-T-O. And uh, kratos is, um, is the demonstrated power. Okay, how do I spell demon? Okay, hang on here. I don't know how to spell demonstrated. Demonstrated. Power. So dunamis is the power. Kratos is the actual demonstration that takes place. This is the outward manifestation of what you can see. Kratos is a force. Okay, it is a strength. It is um, an outward manifestation that you could see. Okay, Ephesians 6.10 says this. We all know the scripture verse. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That word power is not dunamis. 
It's not the what's in you. That word power there is that demonstration. Be strong in the Lord and in the demonstration of his might, which we'll get into might in a minute. So I can be strong knowing that when I pull on his dunamis, there has to be a demonstration that follows. Amen? It's a kingdom authority given to you by God. It is a supernatural power. Listen, it's a real power from heaven. Amen? It's unseen. And what happens when you have the kratos and you're stepping out in demonstration, that kratos is that unseen um, demonstration over demonic powers. So when you're praying through duminous, kratos now is the one that's being activated. So when you see the devils coming out, that's the kratos power. When you're seeing blind eyes be open, that's the demonstration of the anointing that's flowing in this situation, right? So Ephesians, let me give you another example. Ephesians chapter 1, Galatians, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20 says this, and what was the exceeding greatness of his power, talking about God to Jesus on the cross, his demonstrative power, What was the greatness of his demonstrated power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, mights, dominions, every name that is named, not only in this age to come, but in that and that which is to come, right? So what is he saying? That dunamis power that did what? raised Jesus from the dead. That Kratos power, literally, you've got a dead person, cells are dead, fibers are dead, organs are dead, nothing is living. The dunamis power causes the Kratos, now life begins to go into those cells, Kratos is happening. Life goes into those fibers, Kratos is happening, right? Life goes into those organs. That is the demonstration beginning to happen. That's the Kratos power of God. Why are the dead raised? Because Kratos power is being demonstrated. Amen? You got a picture that when Kratos is happening, it's supernatural. So when you're casting out a devil, it is the power, the dynamite of God that's going in and somehow supernaturally severing that demonic influence inside that person, pulling it out of them and supernaturally setting them free. There's something creative happening in the spiritual realm that we can't see. Creative, that's interesting, Kratos. There's something that's that. So when you're praying, see the Kratos power at work while you're praying. Because if you can see it, you can believe it. Even Disney thought that was true, right? If you can connect your faith to what's happening. So when I lay hands on people, I laid hands on the scolios last night. I seen that spine lining up in Jesus' name. Vertebrae, you have to obey. I just, I was seeing that in the spirit. Now, did it manifest yet? I don't know. But I know the creative power is working it in that, that young boy's body. I have had ailments from my neck, my shoulder, down my back for a couple years, intensely for a year. I haven't told anybody, but the last few months, I'm like, that's it, devil. I'm getting healed in Jesus' name. And so I decided to start receiving communion, speaking over my body. Well, I've had two miracles. My neck got healed and my shoulder got healed. And this is no joke. I was standing with Quinny one day, just a couple days ago, huh? And my shoulder, which had been locked up in so much pain, no joke. I'm not even being spiritual at the moment. My shoulder went crunk, crunk, crunk. 
Like I heard this clunk and I'm like, and Quinn's talking about Quinn, I just got healed. Oh my God. Thank you. I, I couldn't even rotate my arm. It was so locked up in so much pain. Why? Because I had already been speaking Kratos, creative miracle. I call this body healed. I call vertebrae lined up. If I need new sinews or paths between each vertebrae, I call. Now it hasn't manifested yet, but I see it working. It's going in my fibers. It's going in my blood. It's going wherever it needs to go. And I keep calling this body manifested. So when you don't see it right away, you have to know Kratos is from God. Call it. And every time you're speaking life to that power that is working on that behalf, amen? Drug addiction, same thing. Sometimes people need to just have it severed, amen? They need to slowly have God working. But that power never stops working, ever, unless we stop giving it life. We stop having faith in it. That's the only time it ceases in our life to exist, amen? All right, so that same power that got in Jesus' sinews, that same power that went into hell and broke Jesus from the curse of death, amen? Jesus was set free from the death, hell, and the curse. God severed that thing by his spirit, same word, Kratos, and raised him from the dead and seated him far above all principalities, which now we have. And he said that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that lives in you. Isn't that powerful? And that's how I can, if, I, if God will use me, I'll raise the dead, amen? If God will use me in my lifetime, I'm going to see blinded eyes open in Jesus' name. If God will use me, I'll see legs grow out, whatever it is, God, amen? I'm going to activate that faith to allow that same power that works in me that raised Jesus from the dead. So when Jesus was dead in the grave, the Roman soldiers were guarding it, right? It was bound by a huge boulder, and they were guarding it so no one could come steal Jesus' body. And that Kratos power, that is the power that raised Jesus from the dead, caused that, that stone to be rattled and moved away. In other words, the earth shook by this power. See, Kratos power is powerful. It shook the ground, and it moved that stone out of the way, which shouldn't be moved. It took Tons of centurions to push it into place. But by the Kratos power, God supernaturally moved it out of the way. And that same power caused the soldiers that were standing guard to be slain. And, and I don't know, they passed out. I forget what happened. They, they fainted and fell to the ground. God caused the power of God to hit those soldiers that were in the way to faint and get out the way. And not only did he cause them to faint, he kept them there on the ground under the power of God until he resurrected. You see that power? You have power over situations in your life. If God caused the Daniel in the lion's den, those lion's mouths to be shut by Kratos, he can cause people who are accusing you to shut their mouths. Amen? You shut the lion's mouth, Father God. Anybody who wants to rise up against me has to be defeated before me because that's your word. When you pray, you have to see Kratos' power coming out of your mouth. And that's why he says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Because I've got a dynamite power that's active in my life, amen? And it's moving in a supernatural way. It's a force. It's electrical force in our life. It raised Jesus from the dead. That same power tore the, um, the curtain that kept us away from the presence of God. Amen. God's power is so stronger. It was a stronger kind of power that was ever been known to man on earth. It's the only power, and guess what? It's available to us through demonstrations. Amen. Outward manifestations. 
When you have Kratos working in your life, when you know you've got dunamis, that Kratos power literally seeks an avenue to be released to demonstrate itself. The Holy Spirit in you is seeking to be demonstrated. That's his assignment on earth, and he's not going to do it through his presence. He's going to do it through his infillment through you, infillment and empowerment. That's why we're the hands and feet of Jesus. How can we reach the world? All of us in here have the Holy Spirit. Greater works you will do than he did, amen? Because we are recognizing this power that's on the inside of us. All right. Okay, the next word is, and I don't know how to say it correctly, probably, and it's spelled I-S-C-H-U-O-S. And it comes from the word exo, um, which means that isiex, I think isiex is how you say it. But this is a, um, it means very, it's going to sound strange to you, very strong man. Very, very strong man. This power, Ixius, it's where a revelation comes in, is the power is what works behind Kratos. Ixius is the very, very strong man, which is God behind the Kratos, which comes from the dunamis. So the miracles that happen in our life, the force behind it, it, this word actually means uh, capabilities, mighty. It means God backing you up. Let me put that there. This is God backing you up. So when you are believing, standing in these miracles, You have a power scripturally that is literally God, his righteous hands, backing you up. That's why you can't fail. That's why the devil can't defeat you because the strong man, God, is the one, the force behind what's happening in this demonstration. And that demonstration is coming by the power that God gave you. Amen? So in Ephesians 6.10, when I read that scripture verse, finally, brethren... Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That word might translates to that word, ixias. It's God's might standing behind me. Who fights the battle for us? This power does. God, the strong man. So let's look at some examples. With um, one stroke of the hand of God, he flooded the world and knocked out an entire civilization by what? This power, his power, the strong and mighty man. When the Israelites came up to the Red Sea, right, the miracle was the demonstration of the Red Sea parting. That was Kratos. Behind it was the Ixus God separating the sea. Right? You see that? So everything that God does, does through his hand. So when you're going out and praying for people, just see God standing behind you. Because this is another power of God. It's his power. 
It's his might, right? At the day of Pentecost, when he said, wait up in the upper room, and he said, There's gonna be, you're going to be endued with power from on high, what happened? There was a wave of a mush, rush, rushing mighty wind. There was a wind that came into that house, right? The wind was the demonstration, the kratos, but who was behind the, the power? God, the excess power of God. It's God getting your back, amen? You cannot fail when God's on your side. That's why we don't have to be afraid what happens when I pray. If it works, thank you, Jesus. If it, not, if it doesn't, it's not my responsibility. It's God backing me. I'm just the vessel that says, I got the power. That's all I am. There's nothing greater in me than God and his power. I've just been filled with it. I'm a willing vessel, but it's his responsibility to perform the miracle, amen, in whatever way that is. And we can't question it. And sometimes he prayed a couple times. You know, they put the mud on his eyes and whatever it was, just can be consistent. Don't worry about the demonstration. Let God take care of that. He's the one that's got your back. He did the fire by day and the cloud by night, amen? The demonstration was the fire, fire by day. Can you imagine following a fiery pillar? I think following God would be easier that way, don't you? Somebody's like, God, where are you at? <laughs> what are you trying to say? You know, I can follow fire. But the supernatural, the demonstration was Kratos, but God was behind that, amen? That's why the devil likes to steal his thunder. False power, false signs and wonders. That's why we're teaching the church now to be wise and know your word and know your faith. Why? Because signs and wonders will be demonstrated in the end times, right? The Antichrist will perform signs and wonders, but we don't follow them. They follow us as the believer, amen? Um, all right. Ripped death, hell, and the grave, which we talked about. John, 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. That's why we can boldly say that scripture verse. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. How do we win every time? Because I have God getting my back. How do I have a miracle? Because God's got my back. Why are my children safe and serving Jesus? Because God's got my kids back. Amen. And I'm just going to exercise the gifts that God gave me. All right. All right, you have no need to be afraid or back down or shrink when you've got God on your side. He's our bodyguard, amen? I don't have to be afraid of the terror by night. That's what the word says. Yea, there I walk for the valley of shadow of death. I'll fear no evil. Why? Because my strong man's right by my side. Amen, he's got, he's got me. All right, there's enough power in you to resist any force that comes against you. There's enough power in you to supernaturally remedy anything that needs to be changed in your life. You've got amazing power. All right, let's close with this last one tonight. And it's excusia. Sounds like an Italian, excuse me. <laughs> excusia. And this will tie it all together like a big bow. Excusia means authority. This is the power of your choice. You know how we talked way back at the beginning that empowerment of God is your free will to allow God to flow through you, right? We talked about that. Moving in excusia authority, excusia anointing is the authority that God gave you as the believer. We have preached this so much at our church that God empowered you, right, from the cross with full authority in your life. But you have to exercise this power. Your authority is a power God gave you. If you get a promotion at a job and maybe you oversee people, 
That is a power of authority given to you. But you have to exercise that God-given or man-given authority. Amen? It's your free will. So you can have all this available to you, but if you don't receive the power of your authority, you'll never manifest any miracles in your life. And it goes back to the very beginning that it's Christ in me changing my soulish realm, renewing my mind as a believer, renewing my mind as a worth, as worth, right, that I'm worthy of God's calling in my life, and receiving and saying, yes, Lord, I'll walk in the authority that you've given me. That word excusia means the power of choice. Isn't that awesome? Way back at the beginning, God gave us the power of choice. Something with excusia that you need to know that God gave excusia at the... Um, at creation, full authority was given, excusia power was given to Adam and Eve in the garden. Authority isn't just, I don't know, how would you explain, like, you get to say yes and take that away. Authority is a power. You have to, it's a power word. And so he gave Adam and Eve all power and authority, right? Dominion and power over all things that create, all everything that was given at creation. They could, they could name the animals, given all power. They could decide their days. They walked in how they wanted, given dominion authority. But when the fall happened, you don't see excusia again until the redemption of the cross. It doesn't exist because when, when it was taken away from the garden, we didn't have authority anymore. You will not find this word past the fall. But you take it back into the redemption of the cross. When you see Jesus, he gave us excusia, all authority at the cross again. And that's when that came back again. Isn't that awesome? So can you imagine living on earth and, and having to go through, we talk about the law and the animals and the sacrifices and all the religion? No, I have authority. Thank you, Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen? The devil has no right, no authority. I've been given all authority. And I can take that authority in every area of my life. I can take it. I need, I need a favor in my life, Father God. I need financial breakthrough in my life. I need my husband to rise up and be the man of God. I need that man of God to come in Jesus' name, amen. Or whatever it is, you have authority. And you've got to see that when you take your authority, you pull on the dunamis, the God-given power, the demonstration's gonna happen. Why? Because God is working behind me. Can you see how all these work together, the four powers that God gave us? That word there also means jurisdiction. Remember in the Old Testament, they had full jurisdiction and that was taken away from them? And now we have full jurisdiction of kingdom, heaven and earth has been given to us. Whatsoever is on earth, we can call, whatsoever is in heaven, let it be done here on earth, our Father which art in heaven. You know, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. I have full authority, jurisdiction to call whatever's in heaven into my life in Jesus' name. And I have all authority to bind whatever's of the devil and get it out of my life because I have full authority that Jesus gave me jurisdiction of. Amen? All right. And what happens? This last authority, this one right here, operates. It operates. in the gift, okay, of faith. You have to walk in faith to exercise your authority because you don't always feel like you have authority. You don't always feel spiritual, amen? Sometimes we, get, we wake up feeling really like the devil, actually. The devil's using me today. <laughs> but my authority is not based on how I feel. 
My authority is my gift of faith that God gave me to activate on the inside of me to exercise this demonstrative power in my life, amen? And it comes through. So this, when you're operating in the gift of faith, what happens? We'll close with this. Power is happening now. 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 When is faith? Now. Amen? When is that happening? Right now. I may not see the manifestation of it yet, but it's working in my behalf. I'm taking this authority, exercising the dunamis power, waiting for that demonstration. Know that God is moving on my behalf. Amen? Amen. Any questions on this, girls? Good stuff, huh? It's exciting. Amen. No questions? Comments? And I didn't even keep you long, amen? Well, you guys are easy. Sorry, I turned my... Oh, this will be available online. It's probably one of those teachings you're going to want to watch again. Listen again. And uh, I'll get you the diagrams. I'll post them somewhere. I guess I just post them on Facebook. Everybody can just tag themselves and find them. I don't know how else I get them to you guys, so... Um, that way you can have your diagrams and follow through, okay? Oh, I, I bet I can put it on the church app. Let me check and see if we can do that. Might be able to do that. There's like only three of them, so it'll help you, though, with that visual. It's much prettier than what I did. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll just close in prayer, girls, and we'll just uh, dismiss our final night. Boo-hoo! But we'll bring it back again, okay, when we can fit it on our schedule. Father God, I thank you for these amazing women of God. I thank you, God, that they are empowered, God, that, Lord, you give them revelation of the things they study tonight, God. I thank you, Lord, that they will grow from this moment, that, God, they will rise on all the revelation of the Spirit of God that lives in their life. I call them, Father God, rising up to a new level. I call them with fresh revelation and excitement and anticipation and Holy Spirit, I ask that you go into their days and you just follow them, Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll be near them, that you'll draw them, that they'll feel your presence, that, God, you'll fall upon them throughout their day. God, just wash over them with such a refreshing throughout their days that, Lord, they'll know that your presence is there and you've not forsaken them or forgotten them, Father God, but that you'll be very near to their hearts. And, Lord, we just declare fruit, fruit, fruit to come from these teachings, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. Give the Lord a great big praise.